I'm health coach Heather, and you are listening to episode 82, Nourishing the Digestive System, part one. Welcome to the Healthy Families Rule podcast. This podcast is a resource for families who are on a path to optimal wellness, but still aren't able to reach their physical and mental goals. I'm Heather Mitchell, and with over nine years experience in nutrition and exercise and a certified master health coach, I'm uniquely qualified to help you and your family achieve optimal health. So for the next few minutes, set aside your concerns and learn how you can self-repair your body and mind and experience greater joy in your life. Please note that the info provided in the show is intended to educate and elevate, but it's not meant to be a substitute for advice from your medical provider. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Healthy Families Real Podcast. I am your host, Heather Mitchell. It's been an incredible, awesome summer. Just got back from my family reunion in Montana. St. Ignatius was the name of the little town we went to. And interestingly enough, there is a place there called the Garden of a Thousand Buddhas, which is very interesting. Out in the middle of this cowboy country, there's like a thousand little Buddha statues, like this Zen garden. It's just so interesting that it's right there. You wouldn't expect that there. So we saw that. We went and saw the Bison National Range, and that was cool to see a bunch of bison. Some people saw bears and elk. We didn't get to see that. But uh, there was a lot of forest fires going on close to the area, or maybe even different states that blew over into Montana, but you couldn't even see like the mountains hardly. It was not visible and not the way I wanted to experience Montana as far as like the beautiful mountains go and the clear blue skies. That's what I really, really wanted and didn't get that this trip due to all the fires. But apparently at the same time, there was fires simultaneously breaking out in many places all over the world, especially around Greece and Turkey. I think there was like 92, maybe 115 fires simultaneously breaking out, which is so interesting and fascinating to me that that happened. Just crazy. But this is what's going on right now. And so we have to deal with some natural disasters and things like that as the world starts to shift and change. I'm going to just jump right into class today. The last couple of classes, we've talked about electrolytes. We've talked about earthing. We've talked about infrared light therapy. And now I want to start getting into the digestive system. And we'll talk about some of the things that I was learning in my classes when I was taking these classes. And we're going to talk about those things here so I can share them with you. And now you can be aware. As we address the digestive tract, there is much that can be done to nourish the system and help to ensure proper functioning. In an age of antibiotics and food preservatives, there is an unprecedented amount of stress being applied to our helpful bacteria and the digestive system overall. While there are specific problems that may require a more targeted approach to healing, which we'll address as we go along, 
Let's start first with the simple foods and elements needed to function well. Your mouth. Digestion begins in the mouth as we chew our food. Saliva contains enzymes that begin to break down any starches or carbohydrates in the food. However, to make that work, we have to chew our food well. Make sure your crazy, hungry teenagers don't just swallow each and every bite whole. Teach them to really chew their food. This is important to take time this week to be mindful of of 20 chews per bite or whatever to, to really get that digestion going. But to nourish digestion in the mouth, just take your time eating and chewing your food well. Which brings us to the stomach. The digestion of protein and minerals occurs in the stomach as the food mixes with hydrochloric acid. We need adequate amounts of HCl, that hydrochloric acid, to break down the protein we eat so that it can be acted upon by enzymes further along in the intestine. The uptake of minerals is dependent on adequate acid levels as well, in part because their ability to be assimilated depends on being linked to various proteins, like amino acids, in the food that had to be digested well. Stomach acid is created out of the chloride portion of sodium chloride or table salt. If we consume adequate salt with a meal, or at any time really, we start to increase our HCL production, which results in digestion, which is quick and efficient, usually taking no more than about a half hour to complete. If stomach acid levels are low, we will tend to hold on to the food in the stomach, hoping to somehow receive the chloride required for digestion so that it can make more HCl and finish the job. By the way, if stomach acid levels are low, so is the production of a special factor that helps us pick up vitamin B12. Poor uptake over time can result in depression and neurological disorders. So you can see how important it is to get that whole digestive system working well. And for many people, the solution to their stomach distress is to boost salt intake. How easy. And we've talked about the importance of salt, but we're going to keep talking about the importance of salt. While levels are being restored, digestion can be improved in the meantime by consuming something like a teaspoon or two of apple cider vinegar in water with a meal. The addition of a pickle or two, which came from a vinegar brine, with dinner achieves the same thing. Anyone who has been on a low-sodium diet or who has had trouble hanging on to salt stores sufficiently because of adrenal fatigue may have developed digestive issues as a result. So how do we nourish the stomach? Well, to nourish the stomach, you need to keep salt levels boosted up. And don't hesitate to add a little apple cider vinegar or lemon or lime juice to some water and drink it as an HCL substitute as needed, the hydrochloric acid that we're looking for. Or remember to eat a pickle or two with your meal. 
And I would opt for the fermented pickles, not just your average pickles from your grocery store, but try to really look for the the wild fermented pickles. They have like wild brines and things like that now in, in regular grocery stores where they're fermented or you can ferment them yourself. Simply go to my YouTube channel, Health Coach Heather, and you can search for uh, fermented pickles. And I have a recipe right there for how to make your own. But did you know that burping is a sign of reduced bile? And if you remember from the last episode, to get your bile production up, you may need more potassium. All of this stuff is linked together, and it's just so fascinating to me. Let's talk about the small intestine here. After digestion of proteins and minerals is completed in the stomach, the food mixed with hydrochloric acid moves on into the small intestine. Your dinner mixed with HCL needs to first be buffered and brought to a more neutral pH by a watery bicarbonate solution that has been produced by the pancreas. It's estimated that the pancreas makes about a quart of bicarbonate per day for this purpose. If the food mixed with HCL were to sit in the small intestine without the acid being neutralized by the bicarbonate solution, it would burn and greatly irritate the tissues lining the small intestine. Moreover, digestive enzymes do not work in an acid pH range and food would just sit and ferment without being able to be digested. Many people do experience this, and it can be a problem. In addition, any fats or oils in the meal also need to be processed in the small intestine with the introduction of adequate amounts of bile. Bile literally acts like a detergent to break the fat up so that it can be digested by specific fat digesting enzymes also produced by the pancreas. Picture a drop of oil floating on the surface of a glass of water. If no action is taken, it will simply sit there as a little drop of oil. If we add dish soap or other detergent, we will see the single droplet break up and disperse into tiny bits of oil that spread to the sides of the glass. In the small intestine, this is what bile does. Break up the fats in the meal into small enough droplets that they can be acted upon by enzymes. Further, bile coats the intestinal tract, keeping it healthy and helping to regulate the kinds of organisms that live there, selecting for friendly bacteria and helping to suppress negative organisms like Helicobacter pylori. If bile production or delivery is poor and fats remain undigested, um, there's going to be discomfort after eating since the foods tend to sit there overly long with fats separated out from the rest of the food and unable to be broken down. This is going to cause fermentation and gas production, burping and indigestion. Furthermore, undigested fats move the rest of the way down the intestinal tract and show up eventually as light-colored stools, which indicate low bile production. Those, those stools, they float in the toilet. 
So you got to look at that. I know it sounds gross, but we have to be looking at that. And this is an indication we need to do things differently because stool should be dark since bile colors are stools a very dark green, making them appear brown in color. And they should sink to the bottom of the toilet. Every day you are able to check how you are doing with your digestive processes by observation and knowing what you are looking for. Your pancreas, it needs to make that bicarbonate. So a good thing you can do is just to breathe and sit up tall and get some oxygen going there. Uh, Sometimes even people use a little baking soda to help out with that. Let's quickly get into heartburn and GERD. Heartburn and GERD, which stands for gastroesophageal reflux disease, can be caused by not enough stomach acid or from not eating um, bicarbonate, enough bicarbonate being produced in that small intestine. So, So from stomach acid or from not enough bicarbonate being produced in the small intestine. And so the latter is more likely. There can be an additional issue related to low iron levels as well, and we'll talk more on that later. But those having trouble with burning in the intestine and having GERD-like symptoms may need to improve their production of bicarbonate or at least supply extra bicarbonate until their body is able to recover and produce more. You want to know how to make more bicarbonate, don't you? To make more bicarbonate, it's going to require that we breathe more deeply and make more carbon dioxide available that can be made into bicarbonate. And it's interesting that we talk about breath. Breath plays such such a major role in the body. If you can just learn how to belly breathe and really take some more deep breaths, it does amazing things for our body and the production of these things that help our body function. Our shoulders have to be thrown back with room for the diaphragm to expand so we can take in more air. Most ancient healing traditions addressed breathing as a necessity for improving health. Our modern science is confirming that. So check out a fascinating book called Breathe the New Science of a Lost Art by James Nestor. Fascinating information about how essential breathing is. We can't talk enough about it. We knew this, but don't act on the things that we know. Until we are producing more of our own bicarbonate, we can also consume good, effective, sparkling mineral waters. Um, There is Alka-Seltzer Gold. If you're going to take Alka-Seltzer, it's recommended that you do Alka-Seltzer Gold. But those carbonated beverages or sparkling tonic waters are just really good for that. So that product like the Alka-Seltzer Gold taken an hour after eating can also be a lifesaver. An additional note about the small intestine concerns its ability to absorb nutrients from food through the incredible absorptive surfaces of little projections in the intestinal tract called villi. They are designed to grab nutrients from the food as it moves by and are very efficient as long as they are supplied with the mineral zinc. And we've heard a lot about taking zinc during this COVID time, haven't we? A specific form was created by the Japanese that is capable of regenerating the villi so that they perform optimally again. It is called zinc carnosine or carnosine. 
C-A-R-N-O-S-I-N-E. And that form is specific for intestinal health. If you have had gastric or intestinal distress, please consider refreshing zinc levels. Recall that symptoms of low salt and low hydrochloric acid production feel the same as too much acid. Most people assume that they are producing excess acid when they have heartburn, but in fact, it is generally the opposite. They need sufficient HCL to function, and it is an easy test of this to see if a little vinegar relieves it. The use of antacids and PPIs will neutralize acids in the stomach and relieve stomach discomfort, but they will also reduce the digestion of the food eaten and cause what you've eaten to move into the small intestine insufficiently processed. Uh, It's going to be harder to be digested from that point onward, and malnutrition over time is sure to occur. And so there's better solutions for this. Antacids prevent vitamin B12 uptake, and over time, levels of B12 can plummet, causing serious depression and even psychosis. Crazy. There can be memory problems as well as neurological problems, causing numbness in feet and nerve problems throughout the body. How many people do we know that have neuropathy nowadays? Uh, So this is important. Uh, There's a couple of good stories here that were mentioned. I just wanted to quickly share with you and then we'll end this podcast for the day. But a woman whom this instructor knew who lived in Kuwait in the intense heat for a period of time said that at restaurants there, they would bring you a bowl of salty olives and a glass of sparkling water to eat and drink while you are looking at the menu and your meal is being prepared. She didn't like either of them and wasn't consuming either until it became clear that the waiter wasn't going to bring her food out to her until she ate those things. She realized only after a discussion with this instructor that she had had about um, hydrochloric acid and things that this was actually brilliant because there was salt in the olives to prompt acid production in the stomach and olives to prompt the delivery of bile to the small intestine, and sparkling mineral water to send to the small intestine ahead of time so that the meal would be well buffered when digestion in the stomach was complete. And so the waiter was right to insist that these things were eaten before the meal. Pretty amazing. This is how other countries do things. They know these things. They know these little tricks and secrets to digestion and and health. I mean, look at the Japanese. A second story involves a failure to thrive baby who was being born prematurely and who at a year of age had reached the point where she would eat very little and absolutely refused to eat more. If pushed, she would throw up. Okay, so eventually, to save her, a feeding tube was inserted into her stomach so that she could be fed through the tube and they could bypass her wishes to not eat the food, right? So, but this made no difference. They could only put in the about the same amount as before or she would just throw it up again. She was losing weight and in trouble. Her mom wanted to know if there was some super nutritious formula that could be given so that every bite would have more nutritious value. 
I wasn't sure about that, but I had studied the part of digestion requiring adequate, adequate bicarbonate. And it occurred to me that one of the things the mom had told me about this baby was how poor her muscle tone was and how she sat slumped forward all the time. They kept trying to prop her up better, but she would slump forward again. A light bulb came on. I suddenly thought, that child can't breathe very deeply. She has got to be low on carbon dioxide and oxygen and low on bicarbonate. That meant any more than a few bites of food would burn and hurt and be difficult to digest with very little value to her as a result. I proposed an idea to the mom. Could we put a tablespoon of sparkling water into her feeding tube first and then wait five minutes to feed her? This was done, and at the very first try, that baby took in four times the amount of food she had ever taken before. It worked. She took off after that, and this has worked on other feeding tube babies since then. So to nourish the small intestine, take time to breathe more deeply several times a day. Be careful of hours spent looking down at cell phones or media, sitting slumped forward. Don't get that text neck going. You want to have the nice posture here. Get enough salt since sodium plays a role in the production of pancreatic enzymes and liver enzymes and bicarbonate and potassium plays a role in bile production. Carbonated waters and Alka-Seltzer gold from Amazon can help. In Europe, everyone drinks water with gas or sparkling mineral water, which is brilliant. Take a bottle or two of zinc carnosine, the Pepzin GI supplement from Doctors Best is a good one. The intestinal tract is the hardest working organ in the human body and has complete cellular turnover weekly. Ample protein is needed to supply the nourishment for consistent repair and regeneration of the lining of the intestinal tract. If there is a problem with the overgrowth of negative bacteria in the small intestine, look at the list of supplements that can help resolve SIBO. And we'll get into that later on. And we'll get into those supplements later on as well. So that is where we will end class today, my friends, with the, the intestine. Uh, getting the HCL, the hydrochloric acid, the bile going so that everything is running and working smoothly and our food can be digested well. When we come back next time, we're going to talk all about the gallbladder. And a lot of you guys, including myself, have had gallbladder issues, gallstones, gallbladder congestion. We're going to talk about all of it and some remedies for the gallbladder. So please uh, stay tuned for that episode coming right up uh, next week. Okay. As we get into that, we'll also talk about some digestive enzymes and how those play a role in the body. Uh, maybe get into a little bit more of the large intestine and some probiotics. Okay. So we've got a lot, a lot to cover still, and I can't wait to just explore these topics with you more because it's going to really be helpful for those of you suffering in any way with your stomach or having any issues at all. If this podcast was helpful for you, or you know it would be helpful for a loved one who is suffering from uh, digestion or intestinal problems, please go ahead and share this with them. 
I would love to be a resource for them and help them and also coach them. So for anybody who's looking to improve their health, whether they need to lose weight or not, I would suggest just jumping into my coaching program for a couple of months to see if that doesn't clear up inflammation and help with your gut bacteria to restore some things so that you can really feel good and get things moving along just right. Okay, guys, thanks so much for for tuning in today. We've got a few more episodes to go on digestion. We're going to be talking about that digestive system and just how we nourish it, how we make it feel the best and protect it and, and keep it working optimally so we can have the best health ever. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want to check out my free fat burn mini course, it's a five video series and it's free just for you. I'll leave a link in the show notes. You can also go to healthcoachheather.com and go pick that up. Get your body into fat burn. Start uh, doing this on your own too, so that you can get results and live a happy, healthier life. Both you and your children, of course, is what I want. So have a beautiful rest of your day and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, you have to come check out my coaching and all I have to offer. Whether you're trying to lose weight, get the kids healthier, overcome hard challenges in your life, or just need some support, I'd be so excited to be your coach. I'm going to help you take all this material I teach here on the podcast and apply it to your personal life. So come on over to healthcoachheather.com to learn more. And thanks for sharing this podcast episode with a friend. Thank you.